Blog Talk Radio. I stroll through the pictures What I've left behind You once again I'm locked up in memories They all intertwine The memories living In my mind I know tomorrow Cause that dawn will come You will never know what you've done Good evening and welcome to the Stop Child Abuse Now show on the Blog Talk Radio Network sponsored by the National Association of Adult Survivors of Child Abuse. My name is Bill Murray. I'll be your host this evening. I'm coming to you live from Los Angeles, and I am myself an adult survivor of child abuse. The Stop Child Abuse Now show is a a, uh, product of the NASCA organization, the National Association of Adult Survivors of Child Abuse. And it has a very simple mission. I'm going to read the mission so that we have an idea of what we're talking about overall. The mission reads, we have a single purpose at NASCA, to address issues related to childhood abuse and trauma, including sexual assault, violent or physical abuse, emotional traumas, and neglect. And we do so with only two goals, educating the public, especially as related to helping society get over the taboo of discussing childhood sexual abuse, presenting the facts that show child abuse to be pandemic and worldwide problem that affects everyone. Two, offering hope and healing through the numerous paths we, we provide many services to adult survivors of child abuse. And information to anyone who is interested in the many issues involving prevention, intervention, and recovery. Now, with that single purpose, uh, you know, we, we do an awful lot of work. We have something like, well, we've had something like 30 different tools and services or programs over time. Some of them we're not engaged in still. Uh, but this radio show, for example, is one that we are uh, involved with for many years now, and we've done uh, we've done well over 3,000 shows, 3,200 shows or more. Um, so we've done quite a few of these. Basically, the um, the show itself is devoted to, um, to to letting people tell their story, because we know that. A child abuse victim who has not told his or her story yet is really behind the eight ball. And we encourage people to come forward and tell their story in appropriate places or appropriate venues with appropriate people because we find that the the big burden that they have carried around sometimes for decades uh, can be lifted. In fact, that's what we, we find frequently is happening on our show. We have people who come and tell their story for the first time with us. We really appreciate their trust in us. 
but we also hope they appreciate that this is an this is an offering we make to everybody who uh, who needs to get it out off their chest. Basically, you're as sick as your secrets is the expression that I used to hear years ago, and I believe it's true. And so, to me, the opposite is also true, which is that you you can be as recovered as you're willing to be honest and open, and uh, and transparent. So this is this is the point of the radio show. On some shows. We can't get a guest at the last minute. We have to do a topic show, and that's what's happened tonight. So what we're going to do is a topic show that's, that's all about uh, the general discussion about NASCA itself. And we hope that those who join in will form a panel who can describe and be critical of, hopefully constructively critical, <laughs> of NASCA's tools, programs, and services. So just call in to participate or to suggest a topic. 646 595 2118. 646 595 2118. And there are, um, on these episodes, we're going to uh, welcome a variety of co hosts, and professionals who assist fielding questions that may be brought up and topics brought up and suggested by our call in participants. Uh, our guests, trauma informed. Uh, perspectives to as survivor professionals often help them to guide discussions on the issues of child abuse and also trauma and healthy human sexuality that springs from questions uh, that are and topics that are brought to us by you our listeners everyone's invited to engage on tonight's show so please visit the nasca.org website and call in 646-595-2118 now I'm seeing that uh, I'm seeing that Toria can't get the computer. I don't know what that means. She can't get on. She doesn't have a computer. She's listening to me. Obviously, you don't need a computer if you have the phone, because <laughs> you can call in yourself. Um, and please do. Let's see. Victoria is. Uh, let's see. No, wait a minute. Right. Let's see. Right here. Yes? Hi, Victoria. Yep. Yep. Hello there. Yeah, I felt I was co-host. I was asked to co-host tonight, but I don't know. My computer didn't like me tonight again. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> but Victoria I, I do have our, a phone, so. <laughs> okay. Victoria is one of our uh, dedicated volunteers. In fact, there are two of them here tonight, two vet de- dedicated volunteers who are also hosts on some of the shows. We have about eight different hosts, seven or eight, and and so um, they are scattered throughout the, the five nights a week. So some people uh, appear a couple of times, some people appear once. But in any case, Victoria and Kim, the next person I'm going to bring in, uh, has um, extensive experience, and they're uh, very, very uh, helpful volunteer-wise at the NASCAR organization. So, Kim, thank you for joining us, too. Do I have the wrong person? Since it's quiet, can you hear me? I can hear you. Who's that? Annie? Oh, no, I'm Lori. Lori. From New York. (laughs) We're all over the place. Now I can hear you. I don't know what was happening before. Uh, This is Lori Purcell. She's from Long Island. And Lori is also a volunteer with us. 
happy. Uh, we are very happy has begun to re-engage with us uh, today. Uh, she used to be very um, active, and now we have her coming back, and we're delighted to have so have her here. Now tonight, as as I said, I hope you guys heard. We don't we don't have a um, a guest. We try to book these guests ahead of time, significantly ahead of time, and then we get caught sometimes when. We don't have a guest for tonight, for example. So that's it's unusual. The, the, most of the time we do, and frankly, that's because people have a very good experience when they tell their story with us, and so very few of them don't want to come back. They'll, if we can reach them and uh, get them on a night where they're available, they want to come back. They want to do the show. They they appreciate the value of the show. So, but tonight we couldn't find somebody last minute. So. Um, we're going to just do a topic show. And basically the topic is, you know, a, a constructive criticism of NASCA and what's working and what's not working. You can also describe some of the tools we have and so forth. And we hope that the community that's listening to us will call in because it's really their experience and their uh, and the impact on them that we're most interested in. So please don't hesitate to call anyone that's out there listening, just as Lori and Victoria did by calling 646-595-2118. 646-595-2118. All right, we can do it. We can start with any topic at all or any issue at all. Uh, I just want to limit it to things that NASCA obviously does, uh, but there's lots of things that NASCA does, thousands of things. So uh, lots of topics that are – we cover a lot, a lot of material in the year. You know, we're, we just finished a year. Uh, how many years have we done this? I don't know. I think uh, 12 or 13 years. And, uh, you know, over that period of time, there's been a lot of material, plus all the material that appears on the website in terms of um, presentations and articles and – and tools and, and writing and so forth. So lots of material. So I'm just going to open it up to Lori and Victoria. I don't want to, um, you know, stop you guys from participating by having to call on you. I don't, I don't need to call on you. You both know each other and me very well. So let's yeah. just uh, throw it open and see if anybody has something they'd like us to start with. Okay, I'll well, just jump right in here. <laughs> I don't have a problem doing that. Is that right. okay? I heard Lori first. Go ahead, Lori. <laughs> yeah, um, with me, the thing that I found about NASCA, I had a seven-year break between when I was active and now, uh, due to medical reasons from, you know, childhood abuse and whatnot. Coming back onto the show and going um, down the webpage, even through the groups, but especially on the webpage, um, I found so many things that I didn't know seven years ago. So I could see how much you've grown. I was back when you and Carol were just the host and the co-host, and now that I'm coming back and seeing all this other stuff, I found myself going back again and again and again because you can never take it all in. There's just a lot of stuff really good to read. So... Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at right now. Well, let's uh, mention where you can find a lot of the material Lori's talking about. On the front page of the website, there's a, a red set of menus that, that go across, looks like, like a kind of a bar across one-third of the way down of the page. 
but it's really a set of menus when you hover your mouse over those red uh, red blocks, Carol calls them, the menu falls down and you can see there's about eight or nine or ten things under each one of those. So that's where you go to look for things that you don't obviously see on the front page. But just because you don't obviously see it, most things do come off the front page. They just may, may be under that, the menus that are folded in. And so I recommend, uh, you know, people go all over the website. Everything on the front page is, is live. I know that. <laughs> And um, you know we we really appreciate that that you're, what you're saying is we've we've continued to grow, which is true. Um, and I frankly got to tell you, Lori, that there are some things we'll get into this later, I guess. But <coughs> there are some things that um, we were doing that we're not doing now, and I'll explain why that is when we get to them. But Toria, you also had something you wanted to offer, so why don't we go to you next? Yeah, I wanted to say the reason uh, I really like NASCAR is because uh, a lot of the, um, some of, I don't know, some of the organizations I go to or some of the stuff I've gone to um, is is a lot of from professionals, you know. Um, I really enjoy going on, uh, especially the NASCAR um, support group, or I don't know if it's support group, but NASCAR group for uh, survivors because, in my opinion, I've gotten a lot more help and information from survivors than I've gotten from professionals because survivors have been there. They've been through it. They've went out and hunted for these resources for themselves, you know, and and not just that, just to be able, if you go on there, you can kind of see people's progress too, you know. Um, well, there's a lot of us, at least for me, I was very, very hopeless in the beginning that, you know, that I'd be able to connect, and I just tell people just go on there, and you know, um, so it's it's uh, NASCA closed meeting that I'm talking about on Facebook for people that don't know, um, and there's an open and closed group, and uh, I just tell some people that are like, well, I don't want to put my story all over Facebook or this or that, and I said, no, you know, you don't even have to write on there, just go on there and read some of the posts, and I've had people get back hold of me that. You know whether they wrote or not back, how much they identify with other survivors, and just right. the, the whole feeling of not being alone. I guess, is, you know, is what's so important to me. That um, you know, I know I wasn't alone because the world there, but when people, you know, say the like the Me Too generation, Me Too, you know, I'm a survivor of incest, Me Too, you know, it kind of ends the conversation there, and in those groups, there's a conversation. And to me, that's right. really important is keep that conversation right. going between us. Well, I would say that NASCA is a community of people who support each other, most of which are survivors, some of which are professionals, and, and many others are survivor <laughs> professionals. In other words, they have a history of their own child abuse and trauma. But then, you know, often people are, are searching for what, why do I feel the way I feel? Why do I act the way I act? And they go to psychology <laughs> school and they get a degree, <laughs> but um, that's, that's, right. that's a survivor professional. <laughs> that is common. Yeah, that's common. Mm-hmm. So, so we have a, a community is the point that really does care about each other. We're not just some you know, frivolous little group out here. We have thousands and thousands of people that form what we describe as the NASCA family, and the NASCA family is something you can join without, uh, without doing anything else except saying I'm a member of NASCA. 
<laughs> because there are no dues or fees. There's no, uh, no, no requirement to even register. And we have all kinds of uh, tools whereby people can communicate with each other. We have um, the, the Facebook uh, groups that you're talking about. There's an open and a closed one. Of course, in the closed one, if you belong to that, no one outside that closed group can see what you're typing in there, which, which is a kind of a protection for especially newcomers. Uh, but the, the uh, larger group is the pu public group, and there are, what is it, about 6,000 people in there. <laughs> and uh, so it's not a small group. And we do know each other. We, many of us get to know each other because we share experiences like the show here, for example. Um, and, um, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of uh, interaction with each other. We have radio, uh, we have uh, telephone trees, you know, with people's phone numbers on the website. That you can call anybody that's on the website that you want. That's why they asked me to put their phone number there is because they want to be contacted. And they, they put their email as well. <clears throat> so there's all kinds of ways to communicate with each other and support each other. I mean, that's how I see it. Lori, do I, am I way off base? <laughs> no, you're right on target. Um, okay. I go in there when I get in there, and I'm, you know, just still knowing these people and whatnot. Learning name, I do. I know stories better than the names, and I'm amazed. I, you know, it's a really supportive group of people, and nothing seems to be really held back that someone else can't draw them out. So you can see them progressing. So I watch it like that. I don't really say anything because I don't know them, you know, yet. Um, Plus, you know, with all my problems, I never know what's going to come out of my mouth when I write. So I'm like, just kind of hang out back here. But I'm comfortable coming back to these groups um, and reading it. I, I, this is, I'm, like I said, so amazed at the amount of people that are on there, you know, that, that it's like you can't not want to read what they're saying because, you know, you could help or there's somebody along that's going to have similar circumstances, and they come in to come in and pick it up, and it's like a story being written. You know, it's like their surviving story, and I, I, I'm very impressed with it. Well, you know, um, I don't think it takes very long for a survivor to trust another survivor. It does take a, a while for a survivor to trust someone that they don't know as a survivor. You know, just a normal person, because what they get in response to trying to tell part of their story is, um, is, is don't make sense to us. Like they, uh, a person that doesn't understand child abuse and the trauma from it, if they're just a friend of ours, for example, they're liable to tell us, you know, we'll get over it. You know, you, it, it happened so long ago. Why do you still think about it and so forth? And they don't understand that we cannot get over it. It's not something you get over. It is something you can heal from to a degree you, you work on it all your life from the point that you decide you're going to work on it. But what, what we talk about as, um, as pro uh, progress is what it is. It's not perfection, and there's no such thing as final, you know, uh, resolution, final uh, um, recovery. You know, recovery is an ongoing process, I guess is what I'm saying. It's, yeah, it's, I've, I've had people, they ask yeah. me, if, I've had people like come right out and ask me, and say, so do you feel you're healed? <laughs> oh, no, I guess they want me to say yes, because so they can 
hope that there's a yes for them too. But, you know, I said, I'll be healing till the day I take my last breath. You know. Well, there are some people, Victoria, that claim to be healed. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. And well, been, for myself, yeah. I, no, no, I get it. But I'm just saying that there are, I, it's, it astonishes me when I find people that say, that hear, that I hear saying, um, well, they're past the need to heal anymore because they're completely recovered. I don't, I don't understand that because, you know, to me, after all these years, the, the, the issues that I came in with can still come up. Uh, they might be right. triggered by a, a dream, you know, but it might be something completely innocent, maybe something I mm-hmm. read or, or a poem I heard from my past or, or a song. But there are things that come up and memories are, are in there. And they don't go away. Right. So they might have less of an effect, especially if you've dealt with them before, because you mm-hmm. have um, some experience in that, you know, some basis to of understanding, but they don't disappear. You know, that's, that's how right. I feel. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know a gal for about 10 years I was going to meetings with, and, and she keeps saying, you know, my, my dad, you know, Sex abused me too, and this and that, and you know, I went to therapy, and you know, I'm 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 done with all that. I'm done that. Da, 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 da. So, you know, kept asking me why I kept bringing it up, and I said, well, you have to meet him in a twelve-step meeting, and I said, well, because people are still coming up to me and saying, hey, I'm a survivor of abuse. Nobody's talking about it, and that's why I keep going out and using. It. Nobody's talking about it, and I feel safe talking to you, you know. And so anyway, this went on and on, and then I did a, I did a thing for the Miss Texas show, and I happened to send her a link along with a whole bunch of other people, not just particularly her. And I heard back from her, and she said, "I need to talk to you." I listened to that show, and then every time she wanted to talk, she she kind of canceled it every time we were going to talk about it. And then one day I just wrote to her. I says, um, "Are we going to talk? You know, did you still want to talk about that interview I did?" And she goes, "Yeah, can you call me right now?" <laughs> Okay, that's no idea. And she says, you know, I listened to that interview, but I told him what, listened to five minutes at a time and then shut it off. I said, oh, my God, I should have told you it was overwhelming, you know, because it was about being used in uh, systems of prostitution. And uh, anyway, and, and, you know, talked about the incest and, you know, just just my life, alcoholism, drug addiction, all that. And so anyway... Um, she said, oh, no, 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 I needed to hear it. I need to hear it. She says, uh, because after I got done listening to the whole thing, I realized that I hadn't really dealt with a lot of that stuff, you know, and, right. and she got back right. in, got back into therapy again, you know, because she was really right. pretty unhappy with stuff, and, you know, she, she realized that was one of the reasons because she was just, she had just closed that. A lot. But, you know, sometimes we do need to just say, hey, I'm going to take a break for a while, you know. I've left therapy for, you know, a couple of years at a time and because I just kind of needed a break. Sure. So, I mean, we all have our own yeah. journey, I guess, is what, yeah. Yeah. what I'm getting to. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to make the point that we can easily encourage a person who's a newcomer, although they're scared to death, to trust us. And uh, it's it's amazing how fast that can happen. And it's all about identification there. Finally hearing somebody talk about things that they can't believe 
that the that the the person the, the survivor knows. They say, "How do you know that? How come you that you think like I do? Where, yeah. how, where is that coming from?" You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We are. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that's one of the beauties of NASCAR is that there's not a lot of BS going on. You know, we don't we don't deal with any other outside issues. By the way, I should say that. So there's yeah. not a lot of uh, opportunity uh, for people to get. Um, sidetracked or triggered or or damaged by, you know, things that people say or do that have nothing to do with trauma. And we only deal mm-hmm. with trauma. So that's, that's also one of the things I think that makes us unique. Um, and, yeah. but I, I am, uh, I'm impressed by how many people, you know, you can, the person will call you and within a few minutes they start out, they're crying sometimes, you know, because yeah. they, because they don't think they can get over it and they've been dealing with it for so long and they're now they're 55 years old and whatever it is. And, you know, within a few minutes, uh, often I can get them to be laughing with me. It's amazing. Amazing. And it's the laughter of identification. It's not the laughter of, you know, oh, you're stupid. Ha, ha, ha. No, no. It's identification. (laughs) Yeah, um, I've had a lot of situations too where – People have called me and they're just like really dead serious, dead serious. And then all of a sudden they'll just hit something that they're talking about and just start crying and apologizing over and over about crying, you know? And I'm like, no, you know, um, I don't know. I was always taught that that was, you know, inappropriate to cry and don't let anybody see you crying or, you know, you're too emotional, too sensitive, whatever, you know? So I always feel honored when somebody's um, able to cry and I could be there for them, you know, and, oh, and to just let them know. It's okay, you know, that that's a big relief. I said to somebody else the other day, I go, I'm glad that you're crying because you are probably releasing a whole lot of stuff that you don't even know. I'm glad you said that, you know. And sometimes the stuff when you're talking about something, you don't even realize that you're really kind of telling yourself as well, <laughs> you know. Well, another thing is um... – Obvious is that we have newcomers that come on the radio show have never told their story before, and they're jumping in with both feet when they do that because you know they're risking whatever fears they have, their own ridicule, kind of, <laughs> you know, their their diminishment by being laughed at or or not believed. Right. Yet they jump in with both feet, and when they do, and they don't get that kind of response, but instead they get support and understanding and identification and and some, a couple of suggestions here and there, then they start crying because they can't believe that they, people understand them. And to yeah. me, that's the, that's the most beautiful show we do, the newcomer show where, you know, somebody gets so emotional. And <clears throat> Of course, what happens is the host and the panel who are, who are witnesses to this, we don't try and fix it. You know, we don't try and stop them. And it's just as you said, Victoria, we know that, the release uh, it, through tears uh, is much better than the release through anger, you know, and it's and it's a catharsis that happens. So, yeah. um, you know, we encourage that. We don't we don't direct a person towards that, but when it happens, we certainly don't stop it. Lori, did we put you to sleep? No, I'm still sitting here. <laughs> I'm listening and I'm going over the shows from when I first came on and um, I couldn't figure out how you actually 
I saw your friend request come across my computer screen, and I'm like, Bill Murray, that name sounds familiar to me. And I was on chat with somebody else, so I just accepted it. <laughs> I didn't know what anything was about. Um, right. Before that, everything I went into was, you know, your traditional therapy. Like I spent like four years with an incest therapist and um, got far because I wanted to work at it for sure. I wanted, you know, to be at least somewhere close to where I was supposed to be for that age, you know, and get rid of some of the anger and she was very, very hard to find, but I did find her, and it was years ago. And I do also agree that you really don't heal forever. I'm 65, and I can still be just like I was back at home, you know, with, and that's a lot of years already. So it does stay with you. I think it's how you handle it. Um, it's like... I would probably be on NASCAR, like, for full time if I could, because that's how much, you know, I think it does for people. And I think what I went through and surviving when I really should have died, um, like, at four years old at least, and then to come on for three times in a row. So there's valuable information for people that are older and have gone through well, whatever therapy they want to do, either they take a break, they don't take a break, or they're sidetracked. And sidetracked is what happened to me. Um, my abuse was so bad that my whole life has been medical. But on aside from that, I have a handicapped son that I literally had to put my life on hold to take care of him. So... As I am 65 and I'm a lot further than I was, um, the three shows that I did with you and the work that I did with you did bring me, you know, far. I could probably go further um, if I live long enough, you know, to still try to heal, to see, you know, what else is in my life. It's like it's a glimmer of hope. I didn't have that hope when I first came on with you. You, uh, you actually, like, lit something up. And I just chose to keep going forward. This is the the door to go through, and that's what I did. So, yeah, NASCAR uh, definitely uh, impacted my life in a really, really good way. Normally, nobody would ever get words out of my mouth because I wasn't a talker. You know, it's just that I was a quiet person always. You know, so, yeah, NASCAR does miracles for people. It has. But I also want to make the point, because you started out with the share you just did, with by saying that you know you, you had some traditional therapy in the past, and, and that this is different. And that's fine, but I just want people to understand that we have um, no uh, objection, any kind of healing journey you want to be on, any kind of therapy, any kind of, you know, tool that you want to use, because we don't subscribe to a list of things that you have to do at NASCA. We have a lot of things you could that are suggested, uh, but we do believe in, um, you know, in, in the different therapies there are. Not everybody does them all. That's fine. But you know, if you if you want if you need a psychiatrist, you need a psychiatrist. If you need a, a therapist, you need a therapist. If you need a life coach, you need a life coach. And then if you need something like a like I went through a twelve step program, that's what you need. Or you or you can do things like. Um, art therapy or animal therapy or hypnosis or EMDR. And there's all kinds of things. 
And you can do them in different combinations. Try things out that maybe don't work down the road, so try something else. But NASCA doesn't say that you have to do this or you have to do that or you can't do this or you can't do that. So I, I think that's another thing that hopefully appeals to the survivor who's, who I was not ready to be told what to do, frankly. <coughs> you know, I did not – I had a mother that told me what to do, and I did not appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, my throat's got a tickle in it. So, um, NASCA, you know, allows, allows, allows everything. And I think you're right as far as first time you came on, it was years ago now. <clears throat> but I do recall your, your um, being quiet and shy and maybe maybe afraid. I don't know what the, I don't know what the issues were exactly, but I knew that there were issues. And it's just a matter of being patient, you know, with with a, a person that's newer than you and letting them talk things out, adding into the conversation an occasional uh, spot or idea or experience that you've had, uh, but not, not inundating them either, you know, just uh, just gently suggesting things, and, they'll, and they get it. Uh, and I think, I think, I tell you what, NASA is set up the way I would want a group to be set up. And I, tr I tried looking for lots of different kinds of groups and joined some and gave up on them and so forth until uh, I finally said, I threw up my hand and said, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to find the kind of group I want, so I'm just going to make the group that I want, you know? And, um, and that's really the characteristics that Eric Nazca <coughs> coming together because I don't, I did not incorporate things that were uncomfortable to me but I did incorporate things that were comfortable to me. And um, so uh, that's what NASCA is, you know, and, and everybody can join it. Anybody can join it. There's no cost, so why not? You know, why not at least try it, you know? Um, yeah, and, I, had somebody, and I, think, I had somebody the other day, Bill, asked me, how do, you, how do I become a member of that group? I said, all you got to do is say I'm a member. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. That's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. The only thing you have to register then, for at NASCA is, yeah. um, is if you want the um, uh, the newsletter. <laughs> you have to you have to give us your email address if you you have to because we have to, we send it out by email. But you know, if, we're actually right now not sending out the letter, newsletter, although I'm hoping to put that back together. So there's, there is yeah. no reason not to join, really. I don't think. Well, I wanted to mention that, like, in the, the NASCA closed group that I was talking about, you know, if you got a question on how to deal something so interesting, then you can just, you don't even have to really, you know, compose it in any sort of way, just kind of write down, hey, this is what I'm going through, and anyone got any suggestions? And, you know, a lot, of, I've read a lot of those posts, so I went, hmm, that's a good question. You know, I'll start reading right. the comments, you know, and, right. and go, hey, that's a good idea, or... I tried that, that didn't work, or, oh, I never even thought of that. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll give that a try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. And so, well, I you know, I, I uh, tell people, don't be, don't be shy about uh, about asking questions, you know, because, you know, there there might be somebody out there that has an answer that will work for you. Absolutely. You know, not everything, like you said, not everything's going to work for everybody, but there are there are answers out there for everybody, I believe. We have a um, we have a group that's 
large enough now so that I could pretty assuredly tell people on this show that there there isn't an experience out there that somebody in our group hasn't had. So if you right. think that you're special because you know you can't you don't think anybody will ever identify with what you've got to say, uh uh-uh. uh. We have that in, in here. Now you're not gonna hear that every night, but you will eventually hear your own story, frankly. You'll hear your own story. Um yeah, and those people that think that their story are too horrible to share, uh, they'd be surprised. We've heard, we've pretty much heard it all, you know, yeah. and we invite that, you know, um, without criticism from us. You're just sharing with us your experience, strength, and hope. You know, we're not judging you, and we certainly don't judge children who are abused. Obviously, uh, it's not, it's never their fault anyway. So no. Except if you're Lori. Lori's, Lori's totally at fault. Right, Lori? <laughs> That's what they tell me. <laughs> I was targeted since I was born. I don't know why I got dropped into that family. <laughs> if I didn't have a chance. There wasn't a chance in hell. <laughs> it was the group that I came from. And I'm surprised. I'm like, hey, I can't say it all the way, Shane, but I'm surprised that I'm as good as I am. Uh, coming from them, I mean, the way they beat me down, oh, my God. And, you know, in families, when people call in and they're listening, and I usually, when I come on, I ask about siblings. Because I'm curious how the the take from the other person in the family, you know, affected the future, you know, relationships and all of that kind of stuff, who's in denial, who's not in denial. Now, and you do you do hear in between other stories, you'll hear the answers to your question. So that's another good reason to just, you know, keep listening to the show. And, you know, even urging other people that come to you with their own stories. Uh, since uh, I guess it was my first time on with you during uh, <laughs> the panel. And people, of course, found out from my Facebook page that I was on it. So they were dropping me on chat and they were opening up their their stories of survivor survival and who abused them and all this other stuff. So I always had urged them to go to tell their story to Nazca. And uh-huh. there's there's a couple of people that I listened to and I'm like, thank God that, you know, they got on to the right place because it's safe there. And that's what I told yeah. them it was like. And yes. afterwards they contact me and they say, you know, Lori, that was the best kind of idea. You know, I'm glad that you, you know, urged me to, to do it and it was time to jump in. You know, timing is, is right. the, the key when a person's ready. Sometimes they just need to, you know, have a little kick in the butt and they get on. And then their life changes. And that's what NASCA does. Well, let me give a little kick in the butt to anybody that's listening because this show has really created this particular episode for you to participate, and it's very simple. Uh, and we we don't really kick people; we're gentle with you. But all you got to do is call in on our dedicated phone line. And by the way, we use the same dedicated phone line every night, five nights a week, Monday through Friday. So you could write it down tonight, and you'd always have it, put it by your computer. And uh, all the shows air at the same. Uh, time for 90 minutes, which is 8 o'clock Eastern, so 5 o'clock Pacific, uh, for 90 minutes. The number to dial is 646-595-2118. 646 
595-2118. And we'd love to see a couple of people pop in here and listen to their story or listen to their what they had to say. Uh, you don't have to agree with Victoria all the time. She's pretty pretty good about letting people in. <laughs> but anyway, you can um, share, with you, share with us what you'd like uh, and what you don't like, and that's fine. Uh, or perhaps ask a question of any of us uh, or about our experience, strength, and hope. Uh, we, we want to share it, right, ladies? We, we, we are eager to share it with somebody who right. needs to know. That's right. what it is with so, Mask. You, you, you feel this, that, right. you, you know, you survived it, and it's, your, it's actually your, your job on this planet. If you survived it to help, you automatically you have to do that. If you've got the ability to do it, and that I think is what makes people more uh, secure in coming along with their stories and continuing to tell, because it's a constant um, progression of either the one person they started talking to, or another one has has joined the group, or or whatever it is. Uh, they just keep going, and as you know, you age, you feel different, you're in different situations, but. You know, you always kind of feel you have your own group it's because it's safe there because if you're not abused and you're not, like, if you're treated like a normal human being, you kind of um, aren't like the people who are abused. And we all know each other. That that look in our eyes or the, the acts that we do or whatever it is, you kind of could tell the the good ones and the ones who had bad parents. So... Coming, I think that's why Anaska has grown so much too, because you know other people think like I do, you know, it's just from listening in. So, um, you know, I think this is yeah. a thing that's going to last, you know, forever. You know, they, they should preserve Nasca, you know, 40 years from now. You know, as the generations keep so. coming up. Yeah, I Bill, you started nice something. Be... You started yeah. that. I mean, what you did yeah. is. Totally, totally amazing. You know, like one person could create what you did. I think you're just you're just phenomenal. Well, um, I I hope too that it lasts and lasts and lasts. I certainly, at one point, I revealed that it. I believed that we had passed through one barrier that that I wanted. I wanted to make sure NASCA reached, and that is that it would survive me. And that that happened a few years ago. I I finally realized that it was strong enough so that it would at least survive me. I don't know if it's going to go on forever and ever. But you know, I didn't want to start something and then not have it continue. So that's that that's been reached. Uh, whether or not it lasts forever and ever, I don't know. But there's nothing objectionable enough about it to drive a, a great great group of people away. So. Uh, you know, if, as long as there's sort of a core group of people that understand what we're trying to do here, there's no reason it won't survive. That's how I feel. Yeah. So you and Carol to together. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just no, going to say, hi, Christina. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lori. Say that again. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm like you and Carol, you know how when you started out, you're very comfortable people, like around each other. And that that's like the host that you brought on and, and the people that you all brought on. It's comfortable. 
I mean, the situations and the stories are horrible, but it's a comfortable place, you know, to do what you have to do to to continue your healing as far as you can take it. Uh, a lot of people do turn their back on and they do say, hey, I'm healed, I don't need this anymore. But we all know that it just doesn't work like that. They're just tired of talking about it and don't want to deal with it. But those of us that, you know, want to help still in any way that they can, that's what NASCAR is about. And the growth alone of people, you know, it did take a while for me to first come on to you. The second time wasn't bad. I was surprised <laughs> that I did it again. And the third time, like, blew me away because so many years passed. And I don't have a thing against older people now that I'm one of them. But the difference from the way I looked at it. That is good. I got to use that line if I can. I hit 65. <laughs> this is what it is. I just hit 60. <laughs> so I was in a different space in my head as a younger person. And all these years right. up until now, I could see the right. difference. Right. And you you said I was quiet in the beginning. Um that's because I never talked <laughs> before you yeah, yours sure. was the first show I went on. Right, right. You know, here's another thing, Lori. If 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 a bunch of people decided they were gonna go do something else, that's okay. You know why? There are um five or eight or ten times as many people who have not heard uh, of recovery from child abuse trauma than have had. I mean, there's there's going to be a constant stream of people who need what we offer, and 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 that is the understanding and the experience of healing that can be had. Most people who are new to this, you know, we don't don't know that it can be overcome, or you know, healed from or dealt with. Uh, and as we say, we don't we don't even claim that it's finished. It's not it's not a, a finite thing where you finish your healing. But we know there's lots of ways to heal, and a little at a time, everybody can heal to some degree and keep going and keep going and keep going. So even if we lost um, half of our current group of people, there'd still be there'd be ten times that still behind them who need to who need to participate in something like this. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not worried about that. I also want to bring up uh, on the website, um, and I've been um, referring to more people to this too. That there's, it's not just for survivors, it's for educators to find out more. No. Um, I've been referring uh, parents, because um, oh, um, I meet a lot of young parents in uh, in the 12-step program I go to. And, you know, oh. they hear my school sometimes, and they're going, oh, my God, how do I protect my child from that? And I said, I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, I hand them my business card. I'm the Minnesota ambassador, and I say, you know, I'm the Minnesota ambassador to NASCAR. You don't need to directly call me. My number's on there if you want to. But go on the website, and, uh, you know, I like you were saying, there's a bar up on top, and, and uh, I think it's protecting your children. I'm not mistaken, is that right? Um, and and just go up there. I said, there's, there's so much information on NASCAR that I know I've been, I've, I've known years and I've known the NASCAR website. Because I still don't know everything that's on that website. You have done a fantastic job. I mean, it's it's current. It's, you know, the people that are honored. There's phone numbers that people need to call. 
but just pretty much blew me away that, you know, there's people just about in every state that you can click on it. There's somebody there, you know, or, you know, I'm in Minnesota, somebody on Texas. They don't want somebody in Texas to know or whatever it is, you know, they can call me or they can call you. And uh, That's right. uh, just to have numbers. Um, is really helpful. And like what I tell people with phone numbers is that if you can't get a hold of somebody or, you know, you you just need to talk to somebody else, there's more numbers there. <laughs> just, you know, um, don't be afraid. I just want people to not be afraid to call. Like Bill said, those people, like myself, put our numbers on there for people to call. You know, right. we didn't want you to call. Right. We wouldn't be putting our number on. And it doesn't have to be, oh, my God, I'm in this horrible situation. You can just be, hey, how are you doing? I'm a survivor, you know. And I just want to connect with another survivor. So just to know that those numbers are on there. And uh, um, we welcome people calling us. You know, I when I get a call from somebody, you know, it like I go to meetings too, you know, oh, I got your name off the phone list. And I've tried to get a hold of six other people. I can't get a hold of anybody. So, well, then I guess I was the one you were supposed to call. <laughs> you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, we're all special, so it doesn't really matter who calls. It doesn't really matter who you call. And frankly, there are so many of us that if a new person calls somebody on the list and they don't like them, so what? There's ten others there, yeah. you know. Just keep right. calling until you. Right. Eventually, you'll you'll come up with a group of people that you do like, and that'll be you know your closer family members. You, know, you talk about the Nazca mm-hmm. family; those are the people that you will call more often, or you'll recognize when. They're in the Facebook group, or maybe tell their story on the radio, or whatever. Um, and that's and that's it. I mean, if, believe me, if you're out there alone, and you've been alone for decades, and that's how it is for most of us. We have this sense of ne- no one's ever going to understand. I'm ne- I'm never going to get any better than this, and it's very depressing. So if you if you hook up with one other person who you feel does understand where you come from because they came from that place too. And maybe if they yeah. suggest another person, that's three people. My goodness. All of a sudden you got a dynasty started and oh, we're yeah. all like that. We're all, you know, so boy, there's a big difference between none at all. And you know, <laughs> or even one, and, um, you know, I mean, I, I was alone for years with that. You know, and right. I don't even know how I thought right. I'd be able to tell you the truth. Divine intervention is all I could think. <laughs> I just, I don't right. know. I think I was, you know, this was back when I think uh, MySpace was going on, so I'm like, I could really date myself here. And uh, um, I remember I was down in Texas, and that was before I was homeless and everything else down there. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, I wasn't, um, for those that don't know me, um, when I was in uh, 1986, I started volunteering with Better Women's Shelter. Then I started working with an organization called Whisper, Women, Heart and Systems of Prostitution, Engaged in Revolt, like we had an opinion. And uh, so I was talking about being used in systems of prostitution, battering, this, that, but I never talked about my child abuse. You know, um, I did in therapy, but... Um, but but just not to other people because uh, I I was uh, so ashamed that I was uh, 24, 21 years before I escaped, you know. And right. uh, um, I had a lot of shame about that. And until I talked to you, Bill, I would I would never be even on here talking about it or anybody 
talking to anybody else about it. You know, and I know I've brought a lot of people to NASCO or even just, you know, NAA, whatever, to to be able to, you know, say, hey, um, you know, stay sober and, you know, this is these memories are coming up and, you know, it might not necessarily be that that they even go on to NASCO, but the information that we learn, we can help others with, you know, and uh, just just by our own experience of strength and hope. So, I mean, it's kind of like a trickling effect, I guess is what I wanted to say about that. Well, what I can well, say on my know. end, oh, mm-hmm. my right. two guys, you know, they're out, you know, in the living room and well, but they know when I come on NASCA, they they show a whole another side of respect for this organization because they know that mm-hmm. if I'm going to open up my mouth at all, because I'm basically, you know, I don't get involved with other things, they're yeah. they're definitely. They're as quiet as a mouse. Everything is put in place so I can do my thing here. And then they're, how'd the show go? And you're doing a good, my my son, you're doing a good thing, Mom, that kind of thing. So they know about NASCAR, too. That's how it goes. Oh, you know, my husband will probably say, oh, my wife can go on NASCAR, you know, when she's doing okay. And it gets spread, word, you know, the word for that through, you know, whoever their regular people, I guess they call themselves. You know, but I always had this thing that somebody always knows of somebody who didn't really do well, no matter how distant it is. So it's kind of coming into everybody's life. It's not like a foreign thing. It's just that people in general outside and ask for and whatnot don't want to talk about it. You know, they think they can bury it. They think they could be somebody else and... You know, it hits them. So, you know, coming back and, and doing what you can, that's what Ernesker, you know, just it's like a, a worldwide type thing. And it's much needed, much needed, because even though, you know, the abuse is for kids more um, addressed, like in schools and with programs and, and whatnot, there's a lot of them. And you've got generations, say, of people who were abused who didn't get help because they didn't know where to look, because NASCAR wasn't involved in their life. They didn't understand, like, how to get to somebody before you guys came on. They kept it inside them, and that's what started repeating the cycle. I know that's what happened to my family, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, th- that's why I I know that generations, you know, are going to come into NASCA to find out because it is going to even grow more than it is now because of that. So, you know. Well, my, it, it, my, kids, my kids know that I'm really involved in NASCA too, and I can tell you what, they're really grateful for it too. And my former husband, you know, um, yeah, like you said, you know, I said, hey, I'm doing the show tonight. Okay, you're going to do it upstairs or downstairs, or, you know, I might walk upstairs to get grab a, some water or something and, you know, he'll, he'll like, signal, like, you know, to see if I got it on mute or not. So he needs to, you know, say, hey, you know, this or that. And, uh, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, uh, people know how important NASCA is in my life and have seen how much it's helped me, um, especially my kids. Um, and I was uh, at, a, at a Christmas party, and I sat down with this guy I've known for years, and uh, about 12 years in the AA program, and, I sat down, I, I, you know, he's like, what are you doing these days? I said, well, I'm running a, a Zoom meeting uh, um, 
for um, uh, um, for NASCA, I said for a peer support group on Tuesdays and uh, two nights a week. I'm um, you know co-hosting whatever you want to call it, trailing the Blog Talk Radio show that we do for NASCA. And um, I said, you know, um, it's really hard for you know adult drivers of child abuse around the holidays. And uh, he says, yeah, I know. He says, uh, I'm one of them. He says, and I don't usually talk about it at all. I know. He said, I don't talk about it at all. Matter of fact, I've never told anybody. And and I didn't right. point out the fact that he had just told me, <laughs> you know. And uh, but anyway, you know, I gave him the card and again said, you know, I said, you know, I know that guys have a harder time um, sometimes talking about it with women. I said, and uh, but go, but go on, you know. And I told him about the the thing on Facebook because he's on Facebook. And I said, you know, there's guys in NASCA, and uh, you know, connect with some of them. And uh, he was really interested. And and like I said, um, I've known him for years, but I never knew that he was an adult survivor of child abuse because it just doesn't get talked about. You know, there are a lot of places, and and. You know, he knows he knows that I was, but I don't know. I guess he just, it was the right time. It, I, it said the right thing. It's the holidays are hard. You know what I mean? Adult survivors or child abuse. And so you just never know what you might say that might open the door for somebody. To That's um, the key. Open the door. That's it. Yeah. Open the door. Yeah. Here's the door, you know. If you can't get in the door, here's the window. You know. <laughs> Yeah. I'd throw a plane right through the house to get into this. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. So, well, when yeah. I first, first got away from my biological father, I couldn't even put three words together, you know, and now you can't shut me up. So. Right? It's the shock. <laughs> the shock was what kept me quiet for all those years. All yeah. It was the, you were living in shock. And now it's like, you know, I get my shut up, or not shut up, but like it. I'm leaving. Uh-huh. I can't listen anymore. Yeah. I, says, yeah. I have information that I have to give out. It's my job yeah. to do this, you know, so to help somebody else. So it's I had to retrain yeah. them. That's what the whole thing was about. That's and they finally, right. that's what it came, you know, yeah. charged you up. I mean, some yeah. people can't honestly, like, really come out of it enough that they could be put in the position that Victoria is, yourself is in. Um, because, you know, whatever else, it, how it affected them. Yeah. Those who, you know, have a voice, they they are using it. And um, right. when people who basically don't trust, you know, I never trusted anybody, and I never said a word to anybody. So when I had first come on here, I mean, I had to deal with a whole lot, whether I was going to actually mm-hmm. tell my story you know, publicly. I had written down my story. I mean, I wrote a book and all that kind of stuff, but I have never mm-hmm. actually voiced it. So I battled, and I was terrified when I first mm-hmm. came on. But it within that first 15 minutes, I calmed right down. I, cal- yeah. I, felt, I felt the trust. I felt the caring. You know, I felt that there was nothing that I couldn't really say, you know, and I just went. And before I know it, the time went by. You know? Isn't that strange? Yeah, all of a sudden, I thought, what do you mean there's a little five minutes left? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. you know Bill and Carol. They had the, a panel on there. I mean, it was very professional, and you know, it was something I had never dealt with before. But I made it through it, and I came yeah. back, so I did okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw an article, you know, that that showed up on Google, and it was saying that NASCA is the number one podcast, and they had the thirty top podcasts, and NASCA was number one on it for child abuse. Congratulations, Bill. Yep. Yep. And I know Bill's done a lot of work into making that happen, you know, and I just, you know, um, yeah, I asked Bill at first, I said, how did you think of all that stuff to put on NASCAR? I mean, it's just like so (laughs) complete, you know? Like just very much anything you're looking for is on there. Be you a survivor, um, teacher, educator, parent, uh, you know, just, just somebody that just wonders about, you know, child abuse. Um, it's on there, you know, and he says, well, I, I just wanted to put on there what I wished I would have had when I was, you know, looking for information. And so you must have been looking for a lot of information. Bill, because you both that, covered it all. That was very intelligent. Well, and I, his mind never stopped. So that, no, that's how it no. just kept going and going. I mean, the yep. man's a genius. To, and to and do. adding and adding on to the, um, the research that we have in the, the amount of, you know, Bill just sent me over all the, <laughs> all, all the uh, guests that have been on there, you know, would you say about 3,200 shows or something? And and so yeah. I had this wise idea of just copying the, the, um, the um, phone numbers, names, phone numbers, and emails, you know, just so I'd have like a record. And I put down a whole bunch of sheets of Copy paper, he just started coming out, now, 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 ran out of paper some more. Uh, now, now. Did I print like 50 copies each of this? No, it was just on and on and on. <laughs> I'd be about a guess, you know? And I was just like, wow, no, this is like a black and white, so you could, you know, I mean, when it's on paper there, yeah, you could scroll down the, the list and everything, but when you, you see it coming out of your printer, it's like whoa! I didn't expect it. So I got all these, all these pages now with, uh, with the different guests that's been on there, and and it's just it's just amazing all the, the resources that are out there. In addition to all the people that still are that, that haven't been on yet, you know. So I'm telling people lately, you know, hey, if you know of any, any place that you know hasn't been on NASCA. Not just survivors, of course, survivors, but any other place that has been on Nazca, that's been helpful for you. You know, let us know. We'll contact them. That works. That's right. That we definitely a, works. It does. We have uh, uh, quite a few professional people and groups of professional people who we've featured. For example, Child Help, right? It's the 800 line, 1-800-FOR-A-CHILD. We've had them on several times, and you know they're they're wonderful because they really appreciate them uh, being a little bit promoted. Uh, but you know, but we like to promote them because our our group hears about it. You know, so it's really a synergy that happens when you do that. And you know, we don't we're not only survivors. Some of us are, are professionals only, and a lot of us are survivor hyphen professionals. I call them hyphenates. <laughs> and uh, they have kind of both in their background. And um, 
you know, it's it's been I, I I didn't deliberately make every step of the way come out to the way it is today, obviously. Uh, but it was, um, you know, it was something that I had a, a good feeling about when I started, and I I eliminated a few things as we went along. Uh, people eliminated themselves as we went along, <laughs> and uh, but we've ended up with a, kind of a core group of people who are really dedicated and a set of uh, tools and 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 study and uh, services that um, really seem to uh, to do we we seem to do well to offer our community and um, you know it I, I'm I'm looking for I'm always looking for the next thing. But right now, because of not having enough volunteers come forward, um, I'm not pushing that aspect of it, uh, which I was yeah. doing a few years ago. Uh, yeah. But we have um, – we're not sure why. This is another thing I wanted to mention tonight in case there are people listening. But, you know, the the fact is that you get a lot out of volunteering for something like NASCA because you feel like you, the degree of ownership, you know, it's yours, you know. If you if you participate to, in it and and hold up a, a, a position or responsibility or whatever, um, and of course you feel that way even if you just tell your story and you should, but but those of us who are um, like a, like a Victoria who's holding down a couple of things um, in terms of the talk show and the and the recovery group, uh, you know you, it's really important to your own recovery. You feel um, oh definitely you know you come. A, You've come a long way when you come from the sense of shame <clears throat> that I'll never be able to tell anybody what happened to me to where you are today. <laughs> you know, right. it's, it's almost right. impossible. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. people people say to me, they say, "Oh, with all the work you've done all these years, you know, um, you could be getting paid a lot of money for what you do." I said, "No, I'm a professional volunteer." You know, even when I was little, wait, even when. Uh, um, I was, uh, you know, doing the better women stuff and working with uh, survivors and, and victims and drivers. <laughs> um, all the all the times I've done all that, you know, and so somebody says, well, you know, you could be getting paid a lot. I said, no, I like being a volunteer. I said, you know what the great thing about being a volunteer is? They you usually quit. don't fire you. They usually don't, no, they usually don't fire you. <laughs> and then I follow up with, if you're really bad at least they can uh, figure out they can have you lick stamps. Well, now that really dates me, right? <laughs> but <laughs> back in the day, if they couldn't find nothing for you to do that you're qualified for, you could pull papers, shove them in envelopes, and lick stamps. <laughs> so, you know, but the the whole point of it is, you know, every little bit helps, just, just like the donations, you know. We don't get grants or government funding and nothing like that. You know, it's all individual donations. And everybody's dollar of any sort helps because, oh, you yeah. know, um, in, it, nothing is too small. And if you can't give money, you can give time. And tell you what, That's right. I've done, you know, I've done a lot of volunteer work and I have gotten much more personal um, feeling good about things when, when I put some time into an organization rather than just handing them a, handing them a check, you know, or handing them a $10 bill or whatever, you know. Um, it, it just, it makes you feel good, you know, and, and not just, you know, um, it's not a, it's not a temporary feeling. It's a, it's a long-term feeling. You can look back and go, Hey, you know, I remember when I went on that radio show 
that, you know, made me feel good that maybe I could help one other person. And, you know, that makes a difference, too. It sure does. And one of the other things, as I said before, you know, putting your time and your energy and your skills into something like NASCA makes you have a sense of ownership in it because nobody owns it. We all own it. But if you right. participate in it and contribute to it in that sense, um, that's just as important as any uh, as any dollar contribution, although we want them both. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, right. right. Yeah. Turn, yeah, not turning away money. We actually <laughs> we have very few people that contribute money, very few. Uh, yeah. You can count them on a hand, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we need to... Um, you know, we don't have anybody doing any fundraising type stuff either. So, I mean, it'll happen. Right now, we don't have a huge need. Uh, yeah. I keep the costs down. We all keep the costs down because, yeah. you know, we, we work out of our own home on our own computers and our own cell phones pretty much. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we we pay for those things ourselves. So, there aren't many costs. There's no, there's no building to support, yeah. no mortgage to pay, right? Yep, um, yep. So, well, and that, the other really uh, awesome thing about it is it's a, it's you know worldwide we've got people that come on that that um, peer support group or the radio show or whatever or even you know on the on the meetings now that's that's worldwide you know like back when I was first starting to get help when I was 21 years old okay I'm 60 now you know things have changed <laughs> there isn't what there was you know there wasn't what there is now. And we have a lot of people coming on the peer support group or in NAFCA saying, I Googled, you know, uh, a support group for adult survivors of child abuse and I found NASCA, you know, that's how they right. find us. Right. And, and back right. in, when I was 21 years old, you know, there, there was no internet, <laughs> you know, um, and, and there wasn't the what Express. there is out there. I think they had the Pony Express, right? I don't know if the dinosaurs were chasing those ponies off or not at that point. <laughs> <laughs> my grandchild said uh, to me, hey, Grandma, where are my mom's pictures when she were little on Facebook? I said, honey, they didn't have Facebook then. They, what? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's hard to believe. <laughs> I, I know. It's a no concept, you know. Same old thing I, had, I had a... I had a record, and 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 Luca goes, Grandma, that's a really big CD. And I go, Honey, it's not a CD, it's a record. What is that? I go, It has music on it. It has music on it. It plays music. And and Luca goes, I just told you, Grandma, it's CD. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> that's funny. It's a big one. <laughs> Yeah, once all the bad stuff is starting to come off you, you know, you actually start finding the inner you, you know, who you were supposed to be. You know, because if, if you always get dumped on and you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders and what, there is no you. You're just more of a puppet and going through everything. Once you do get started on the healing journey, um, whether it be NASCA or actually even through um, artwork, any which way you can heal from it, um, physically for the mind and, you know, listening 
Yeah, too soon to ask because I think they both go hand in hand. You're, you're making progress, and then you're going to find out who you really are, you know, before everything happened to you. And sometimes that's a real uh, delight, actually, because you know you've been stomped on for so long, and then when something good comes out of you, you're totally shocked. And, yeah. You know, there's nothing better. It's than an adventure. It is an adventure, and you it, you turn into the person you're supposed to be um, mm-hmm. all along. And, you know, once you find that side of you, it doesn't totally balance out anything, but it does make you feel better. And the only way you can get to feel, you know, the inner you is you have to start the healing journey. So carrying it around with you for all your life, not saying it, you know, it doesn't bother me. It really does affect them, you know, and you don't get to find out who yeah. you are. I mean, I didn't know who right. I was. I was like, what yeah. in the world was I put on the earth for? There's, I saw no reason for it. You know, it took a long and a lot of years, you know, but just keep knocking down, you know, any kind of obstacle and go through every door that looks, you know, safe. And that's when I came on NASCAR because I felt it safe. Um, yeah. And I don't know why. I just had that feeling, you know, just, just from talking in the beginning to Bill and, you know, Carol, I just felt the safeness that I hadn't felt with anybody else. So yeah. that's when I started opening up my mouth more. And then from there, you know, you heal as you listen. And it was happening, you know, when I was at the club and whatnot. I mean, I'd be in the middle of the store and, you know, people were coming up to me. Um, that I didn't know, but they were like unloading, and I was just listening. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. really, you know, getting. I don't go out of the area that I'm, you know, in tune to. I, I won't, you know, say something that I'm not sure that I know about inside me. So most of the time, I was just listening. But for them, you know, it was like a start, a little start for them, and I was like, you know, this works. I said, if this was what I'm put here, you know, in body braces and stuff to look like, to have people come over me and ask me what happened to me, you know, walk around and patch my back, whatever it took to get the person to do it. It was worth it to me. You know, I felt like I was doing something and helping someone, and that was all that I, I wanted. I said, you know, I, put a, I was put on the earth in the wrong family, but I was still there. Had to go through it, couldn't change it. Um, mm-hmm. Accepted I accepted who I was and who I wasn't. Uh, and once you do that and you're like, know that, you know, you're not maybe going to make like a million dollars a year because you didn't reach your potential, which you could have reached if you weren't abused. So I went through that whole gamut of what could have been and what, you know, the future mm-hmm. turned out to be. And now that I'm, you know, towards like the last, you know, years of life and I can look back I see, you know, and that's what I wanted other people to see. They don't have to stay stuck. Like, my sister's yeah. stuck. She's 60 years old and she's stuck. You know, d- doing nothing but drugs. If she came mm-hmm. on NASCA, you know, and really took mm-hmm. advantage of all the resources and whatnot, I know it would help her. But nobody, nobody did anything mm-hmm. for her, and she, you know out of state, nothing else could be done. But people want to be saved. They just don't know where to go. That's what it yeah. is. So, well, you get to a point where you are, you're afraid to trust anybody. 
So, so you know, somebody suggests something, and, and it's hard to trust. It's hard to reach out and ask for help. And, you know, a lot of us have reached out for help. Oh, reach out for help. People will help you. And then you do, and nobody helps you. So, you know, we all have our own experiences and stuff. Like when I first uh, escaped from my biologic father, I ended up in a psych ward, you know. And they gave me this medallion with a teddy bear on one side. And on the other side, I said, did I know self be true? I held on to that thing. And every time I went to a meeting in that hospital, I said, you get to my children and they say, what would you like to talk about? Or how are you doing? Well, I'm looking at this coin and I'm trying to figure out what the hell does that do that I don't self be true mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they're all trying to describe well, what's your favorite color, what you enjoy doing. I don't know. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> yeah, no but that's, that's something you know, because when you're, not... yeah, when you're abused, you don't, you don't get exposed to the things that, you know, kids get exposed to music, uh, um, Theater, movies, yeah. all that other kind of—you don't get that. Yeah. You, you don't even get well, the I, I try to expose a lot of things. I I try to expose myself to, you know, I used to, like literally run from my home and go to the library and spend all day in the library or in the woods or whatever. So I so I had escape, you know, but yeah. but the fact of the matter was, I'd rather be in that escape than you know, because I didn't know how to deal with what the hell was going on, you know, with me. And no I didn't know what to talk about. Yeah, no kid does. I, I just went into my music. I would put my records on. <laughs> yeah, I did that too. Uh-huh. And, and I would sit and just listen and imagine myself like in another place than where I was, you know, just yep. to get through the day. And it was my escape. I didn't know that I could actually play the music. I didn't know that until I got older, you know. But oh. You got to like, what kind of music do you play? I mean, do you play instruments? Uh, I like the guitar. I like the. I love the drums. Drums are, wow. drums are really cool. Um, I've got my favorites. You know, I I, I like art. I like uh, embroidery is my favorite thing to do. Oh, I love embroidery. Um, I'm actually the only person I know that is a survivor that became a museum embroiderer. And that's the first time I've ever said that to anyone. But wow! Now, what? So what is that about? It means I was bo- I was standing in the right place, the right time. Gift came mm-hmm. down from heaven. I didn't know about it until like twenty years too late because you know there's still mm-hmm. ideas in my head, still mm-hmm. doubting what I was doing because I can't like read any kind of direction. I was doing everything by eye, and. Yeah. Um, Little by little, my husband forced me to, like, do shows, and it got bigger, and, and I ended up in galleries, and I'm like, this is glory that the people, the thing people stomp on, you know, that that's like lower than dirt. You know, she's a museum embroiderer. Kids, if I knew it, you know, way back then if I was exposed to it, you know, I could have gone to the right schools, um, yeah. become further along than I am now. I always told uh-huh. kids as I was doing it. I was always into handicap kits. That's what I did. Uh-huh. So I could have been a whole lot further than I am now. But yeah. kids that are in abused and they're neglected and they're not getting the things that they should be is all yeah. the ones that it's so sad that they don't find the gifts. And I believe everyone comes with a gift. It's mm-hmm. just a matter mm-hmm. of finding it. And 
Well, I, w- I was in art classes in school. I took every art class there was, and for four years in a row in high school, my art teacher picked me to go to the University of Kansas for free Whoa. for the summer, for the wow. whole summer. I would have had um, my, my you know, um, I would have gotten a quarter done each each year, which would have been a whole year of this real professional art school in Kansas. Said so my grandparents wouldn't let me go. They're the ones that raised me because they said, you can't go there because you'll get raped. Well, what? I stayed home and got raped? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't kind know. Of my I logic. hate to say it that way, but that's true, you know. But yeah. but anyway, you know, and that was something that when, when I was going through therapy and all that, yeah, I did, you know, I did the art therapy, this and that and everything else, but I never really pursued. And when I was in the library all the time, I would get books out on how to do crafts, you know. And then my grandparents gave me an allowance, so I'd go and I'd buy craft stuff, and that kept me be really busy. And it's, it's and I would the make things. Busy. Keeping yeah, the mind busy. Keeping the mind busy on something positive. Yeah. And I did counting crafts. Nah. I mean, a lot of it, like my, you know, my sister, she she had been smoking weed in like junior high mm-hmm. school, and that, that yeah. was early. She doesn't have yeah. one single thing that she has done other than yeah. that. That's all she has yeah. in a whole right. life. And I'm like, that's a wasted life. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's a person. When I saw, uh, my father was musical, and my sister used to sing with him. When I saw she had a voice, I was like, you have a gift. I says, then you take the gift and you just keep going with it. But instead, right. her abuse, you know, affected her differently, and she went nowhere with it. And yeah. it showed in her raising her daughter. It's a generational thing. Her daughter did not get everything that her daughter should have had as a child because mm-hmm. of the abuse that was not addressed. And it's very sad. This is the part I'm at now, watching my niece take care of her kids and seeing the same the same thing mm-hmm. and whatnot, you know, and, and they're yeah. totally against anything happening to their mother, I mean, like, God forbid you you put your mother in, in drug rehab. You don't give her money to buy drugs. I'm like, well, the mm-hmm. thinking isn't right. So mm-hmm. it's the adult's job to educate these kids. And they could be on the mm-hmm. street because we used to go riding, and the kids that were just hanging out, we would just go up to them and, you know, start a conversation with them, all, you know, because they're hanging out on the street. You know, there's a reason they're not at home. Mm-hmm. And that was doing mm-hmm. something. Whatever yeah. it is you could do to help, you know, you got to do mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, NASCA does well, that. I, I, I spoke with this one guy that was um, that was used in prostitution, and, and he was out there when he was young on the street, and he said, you know, people would walk by him, so would give him money, you know, he'd be just sitting on the side. Some people give him money, some people just look at him with disgust, and some people would walk across the road just to avoid him or whatever. And others would buy him, you know. Um, but he said, not one person stopped and said, can I help you? So as a 14-year-old kid on the street, not one person said, can I help you? That's sad. And it made me just want to cry. Yeah, it it made me want to cry. And I take people in. That's mm-hmm. what I do. I see them. If they need help and I can tell, mm-hmm. I do something. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm not okay. one to sit by. I can't. Mm-hmm. I just can't. No. I'm not here to do that. that that's no. not the reason I had the life I did. If I right. was had 
you know, I know what I was here to do, and whether I like it or not, I'd rather be doing something different. Well, you know, whatever, I'm not going to. I'm going to be sitting here making preemie blankets for the hospital. Why? Because they need it. That's it. You know? You could be selling these things, Lori. Why don't you make yourself a whole lot of money? Sorry. There are people in need, and that's who I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I get told. You could be making a lot of money, you know, doing this. But the other thing is is that um, I want to brag on myself a little bit here. I just got um, my first three paintings in a gallery show. That, Congratulations. Um, yeah, for the um, Hennepin Theater Trust, and they just help so many people. And uh, um, I'm hoping to be uh, uh, posting it on my page soon. Right now my grandchild is in a competition they got picked for, and uh, I've, I've been putting the uh, addition uh, uh, videos on my page right now. But um, they'll be done with that on Saturday tomorrow, and we're flying out to California tomorrow for a week for me, me to be with my kids. And I've restored my relationship with my kids to a point where I could have never, ever imagined that, that it would be at. Um, just, and, and it is a big part of me being, you know, in recovery and them seeing that I'm doing better and, you know, um, they feel better about me, being, you know, me being their mom and I feel better about being their mom, you know. And, and people can change in relationships and families change and heal. And and I really want to say that, you know, NASCA has been a really, really big part of that. And uh, just just being able to recognize things that have happened in uh, in my own family and then making decisions in my life to make my kids' lives better than what I had, you know. And I can see my daughter the way she parents my grandchild, Luca. And sometimes there's tears coming down my eyes because I it's just it makes me so happy to see my daughter being a loving, caring, kind, concerned parent, you know. And and sometimes I'm like, Where didn't she learn that? <laughs> and I'm amazed and I'm so happy. I'm just I can't even put into words how happy that makes me. Yeah, that would do it. That would do it. Well I I need to say I need to interject one thing about both of you, because I know you both. That um you're both very you're both reaping the benefits of staying with you know recovery and and in healing and in in each case there's a creative element to it and it's extreme i mean lori is uh, unbelievably talented with her uh, her crochet and other things that she does everything in lori's life is extremely colorful <laughs> and i think that's a reflection that's a reflection of who Lori is now, you know, mm-hmm. everything's colorful. And, and, um, as far as, uh, as far as you're concerned, I, I am so happy that you're, you know, you and your daughter and your son are getting, um, getting to do, to have this experience now that you'd never had before. And, um, yeah. you know, you, you, Victoria is a huge deal. And Victoria is also very creative. Uh, she's mentioning the paintings, but she's done a lot of other things too. And she kind of just, she wasn't expecting to do the paintings, but the opportunity came along and, and like two, two nights before they, they were due, she was doing them. <laughs> That's how it happened. Yeah. Like, boom, boom. Yeah. He said, <laughs> well, the, the stuff for the art show is, is due today. And I said, oh, darn, I guess I'll wait till the next gallery show. And he goes, I'll tell you what, you can get something done by next week. He said, 
Um, we need three paintings. If you can get them done by next week, he says, uh, you could be in the show. So I brought in five paintings. <laughs> and I, I mean, picked three because I don't know which one to put in. <laughs> right. I got well, the point five of them done in, in two and a half days. <laughs> I know. Well, the point is that both of you are reaping the benefits of your healing, of your recovery. And all of us yeah. get too because you all, you share your colorful knitting and you share your colorful, you know, paintings and your and your grandchild and so forth. So this mm-hmm. is, um, you know, it benefits all of us. And uh, I'm really grateful that I'm a part of it. <laughs> we and are, I want to say one quick thing too. People say, people say, well, you're really lucky you have this relationship. We're really lucky you could do this or that. You know, it has nothing to do with it. Um, these for these things to happen, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It doesn't just come. It does. It's not magical, you know. It it feels okay. magical, but um, sure. but but it is you know. Um, I I made great efforts to make these things happen. They didn't just you know they didn't happen, but they didn't you know happen overnight. All small right. steps at a time. Yeah. Of course. Well, I want to I want to thank you, Victoria, and you, Lori, for joining me tonight and doing this show. We have less than 60 seconds left, so I've got to say goodnight to everybody. And and I really do appreciate your, the two of you jumping on and helping out because without a guest, it's pretty hard to talk for 90 minutes. I can do it. I've done it before, but I think I'm kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys were really, really uh, great for hanging in there, and I really appreciate it and love you both. Thank so you this is Bill from Yeah, you bet. This is Bill from Los Angeles saying goodnight to everybody out there and, and reminding you that, you know, God made you and God made the children of the world. So let's take care of them. All right? Now, and see you another time. Thanks, Bill. Bye-bye. Another tomorrow, because that's gone with